Well, hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Now, it's been a pretty big week uh, in Soap World and I've got Claire Rock here um, to talk, well, about all the juicy gossip that's coming. Um, Particularly, we're going to start with Hollyoaks actually, because it's been a bit of a bumper um, few weeks for Hollyoaks, what with their anniversary. Um, And we've got TV's Loose Woman, Denise Welsh joining, Denise Welsh, let me put my tooth in, Denise Welsh uh, joining the cast, haven't we, Claire? Yes. Yes, this is great because she is... I mean, we, we know her really from Loose Women, but she has already done soaps because she was in Coronation Street. But um, she'll be playing Maxine's mum, Trish. Oh, wow. You know, Denise is... Um, it's a shame that she kind of came away from soaps uh, to a degree, isn't it? Because she has... Uh, she, she's, actually, she's actually great. She's a great, great actress. She is. I think she's going to be bold and brassy and she's really going to make an impact in Hollyoaks. I agree, I agree. And... Um, in other areas of Hollyoaks, we kind of we, we we're looking at the storyline with Sid and Juliet, really, aren't we? And it's a complete must see because we've obviously been watching um, the two of them a really awful storyline of them dealing drugs to kids in the village and then recruiting younger children also to deal drugs. Is, is this coming to a head? This week it is a must see episode. So it's 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 I wouldn't say it's coming to a head. A really big episode in it in this long-running storyline about, you know, county lines. And I think that Hollyoaks have done this really, really well. Some other soaps have skirted round it and have done it. But we do see Juliet and Sid selling, selling drugs, which is really shocking to children in school. Awful. And then, even more shocking, they've been putting pressure on... And rec- I mean, these younger children don't really want to deal drugs. They've been put pressure on, threatened, um, and they're bringing them into the organisation. So then people don't see these nice young girls and think, oh, they're a drug dealer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it obviously is something that happens. I think Hollyoaks is just so good at kind of um, looking at these tricky storylines and this is just kind of a reality, but, we, you know, to see it happening and kind of seeing those younger children recruited is... It's a cycle, isn't it, of events. It's only going to end badly for all of them. Yes, it is, yes. Um, yes. So Juliet's kind of climbing the ranks in the organisation, isn't she? Um which is kind of, you know, not good. It isn't actually. She, I've, I've. Um, she's such a good character, Juliet. And so, so when you're dealing drugs, it's a business. So some people have a better business brain than others. And Juliet's got a good business brain, so she's climbing the ranks. And Sid, love him, is going down the ranks. Mm. So they came in as a sort of not as a couple, but as two friends into this. And one's gone up, and one's gone down. Um, hmm. um, and we, we see Sid in a bad way, don't we? Because he he um, he takes an overdose or takes too much ketamine um, and, and, he, and it results in him being hospitalised. Um, and, and it doesn't kind of end there. We see a life, life-changing injury, I think. Yes, yes. So he's been... He's really, really stressed. Um, he... Jordan guesses correctly that um, Sid was the one that grasped him up and he ends up, you know, Sid ends up begging for his life. This is, you know, Jordan and Victor are really nasty characters. Um, And so he's in a bad way. And yes, he takes way too much ketamine and and he has a life changing injury. So Hollyoaks haven't shied away from this. If you do this, this is one of the things that possibly could happen to you. I don't want to spoil any 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 of the drama for 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 the listeners, um, but it is a really big episode, and I, I won't say what actually happens to yeah, Paul. Yeah, I mean they they really don't shy away from the truth of these things, and and they've worked with the children's society on this storyline. So you know to really kind of do their homework, which I think is really important. 
Yes, it really shows. And I think um, the really Hollyoaks here haven't shied away from the truth. We have seen Sid looking dishevelled and sort of dark circles under his eyes and perhaps, you know, looks like he hasn't washed, you know, all the classic signs. Yeah, God, awful, awful. Um, Hollyoaks, just, I think it is just, it's, such a good, it's such a good soap and they really do do these things well. They're kind of, uh, everyone kind of um, is in the wake. I think they go first with, with a lot of things, don't they? A lot of storylines that are tricky. Um, moving on, uh, in the Dales, um, it's, it's crunch time for Paddy and Chaz. Tell me they're going to stay together, please. Well, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Um, so, so it starts off in a bad way this week. Paddy says to his dad, he says, oh, it's over, you know, it's over between him and Chaz. Um, so he has, uh, you know, he spotted Chaz having that big flirtation with, with Hunky Al. Yeah. You know, that must have been very hurtful for him. Um, he's all over lockdown. They were pulling him, he was pulling in one direction, she was going in another. They really didn't see it didn't see eye to eye on it um and you know their relationship it it survived lots of things it survived the death of a child which is you know which which breaks a lot of people of course um, yeah and and, the, and and they sort of they're such an unlikely couple but it just sort of works you know and and yet like you say they've been through so much and then there's this kind of attraction with Al and then we of course Mandy's back and there's lots of kind of nostalgia for viewers I think there because like are they going to get back together um and I and and I suppose what everybody really wants is is for Paddy and Chaz to be happy um and if that means staying together then that should happen Yes, it should. So we're all rooting. We are rooting for Chaz. She makes a desperate plea to Paddy. And he, he hears her talking to their daughter, Eve, about how much she loves his, her daddy. And isn't that a nice thing? That's a lovely it's thing. So, so nice. will that sway Paddy's heart? Will he think, yeah, let's give this another go? I mean, it, I mean will he admit that he lo- I mean, does he still love her? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, she, I think her seeing him with Mandy has probably brought home, which sometimes happens, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness, I can't lose this person. That's it's a big wake-up wake call. Up call. Um, but has has Paddy been through too much? And, and you kind of wonder whether it's, it's him that might, might sort of be the one in the end who breaks the heart, perhaps. It might be. He might be. He is in a bad place. But I think, you know, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I'm really rooting for Chaz and Paddy. I would like to see them together. And I think all the viewers and our listeners would like to see them back mm. together because they're a great couple. I agree. And um, Mandy's going through a tough time as well, isn't she? Because, of course, she's saved this deposit for a house so that they can kind of all be a family together and and paul paul apparently steals the money and and um yeah her heart's going to be broken all over again it is so this is we, we really see paul now in the grip of this this addiction to gambling because mandy wants them to be a family you know and and um and the, to do that they really need their own space and they need they need a house of their own and she's you know she's a hard worker and she's she's been doing lots of things so she's been saving away as you do you know we've all had to save for houses um and deposits so she saved this deposit up and she thinks yes let's be a family you know i want to make this work with paul and Vinny's hidden all of paul's bad side from her he hasn't told her that he knows that his dad is gambling again. He hasn't told her about the attack on him, which was quite shocking. Um, so Mandy is unaware of any of this, and so she she wants to make she wants to, to 
for them to be a family again. She gets this deposit together and um, Paul gets a bit uh, gets a bit egotistical because he's the last person to hear about it and he offers money um, and they and Mandy says, no, 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 I've got it covered. Um, and then she, she walks out of the house and she's left the money on the table and it's just too much for Paul. He takes, he takes the money and heads to the betting shop. Will he gamble it and will he lose it all? Mm. Gosh, well, I don't, you know, you just know the outcome, don't you? I don't even need to. <laughs> I don't think we need to put a bet on it, do we? Let's <laughs> be honest. Oh. I really hope he doesn't. I really, you know, Mandy's so she's such a great she's such a great character, and I really want her to be happy. And so, you know, I, I thought they were going to be when they first introduced Paul. I thought he was a really you know, he was a really great character, and they made a great couple. And I really thought that they might they might. You know, in soaps, if you're happy, it's a bit boring, I suppose. So they've given him this storyline. But I really hoped that they would have a bit of happiness before mm, all this. Or that you saw it went full cycle, that he kind of, that he got back on the straight and narrow, if you like, and that he kind of sorted himself out. And, and we haven't seen that yet. But maybe this is the wake-up call. Maybe this is the turning yeah. point. Yes. Mm, right. So, on the cobbles. Um, this is this week's really really sad. So we're kind of watching um, a storyline play out, aren't we? Um, with with little Oliver and Leanne and Steve, um, and it kind of is quite reminiscent of the Charlie Guard, um, quite recent uh, story in the press. Well, I say recent; it's it's a, bit, it's a while ago now, but it will be quite fresh in people's memories. And so um, they're at a court hearing, um, and they're kind of hope or pinning all their hopes on the judge allowing the life support to remain on. Um, while they they search for a cure for little Oliver, um, do you, do you think we're, they're going to get the the outcome that they want? Uh, I no, I don't think so. And the, actually, the verdict does come in, and it it doesn't go their way. And and it, it's it's just so sad. I just I find this storyline really difficult mm. because I just I just want to cry. It's it's difficult to see. It's difficult to read about. It's difficult to watch. Um, and I think you know Leanne and Steve. They, they've just been great throughout all of this, um, and their fight has been has been because they want they want to give their son the the best chance. Um, but sometimes we're medically overwhelmed, and I think perhaps the judge realizes that it you know little Oliver has become medically overwhelmed, and it is kinder perhaps to let him go. And I, I think, you know, one of the great things about this storyline is that we've seen Steve in a different light. Mm. You know, Steve McDonald's always been a bit of a jack the lad and a bit funny. Yeah. And he's always, he's had more marriages than you and I have handbags. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, he's not that type of person. And he's really stepped forward here. And you've seen a side to Steve that we've, we've not seen. Leanne's always been, you know, she was great with Simon. She's always been very mothery. Mother, she, she's a great mother. She's always been that way. But Steve, we've seen a really good side to Steve. Mm. And, and this week, you know, he, he, once they lose the, they lose the hearing, he, he, he thinks, you know, it's time to end this fight and to spend our remaining days with our son and and he thinks that's the right thing to do and he does he does gently tell Leanne this is what what he would like to do um but of course Leanne isn't quite in that place yet she hasn't quite come to that yet and she 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 still wants to fight on mm, well you know you you just can't give up can you I mean just oh you can't even imagine the feeling and just believing there must be a cure out there somewhere if you can just kind of continue 
um, the child's life for longer, then that buys you time. Um, and when a judge overrules that and plays God, I suppose, is how, how they would see it and decides that, that it must be, well, just the most painful thing. You can't even imagine it, actually. It would be utterly, utterly awful. So um, Steve obviously wants to spend the remaining days with their son and not in a courtroom. And, and you can understand that too, I guess. Yeah, it is really tricky because... Because, because, you know, Oliver is really, really sick and he is still having, you know, serious medical episodes while, you know, while they're in court. So it is, you know, he could, he could really go at any time. Mm. And I think Steve doesn't want to be in a courtroom when he needs to be by his, side, his son's bedside. Yeah, yeah you do. You, yeah. And I think that's the point, isn't it? You've got to... It's overwhelming for ev- everybody and you need... If he's that poorly, they need to be there with him. Oh, absolutely yeah. awful. But another storyline, another one that they sort of... Relatively topical, I suppose, and something we do see in the news. Yes, yeah. And I mean, what the other thing, the nice thing about this storyline is you don't just see it impacting on Leanne and Steve. You see it impacting on Tracy and Nick, the, the respective partners. But also, you know, Simon is brother to Oliver and Amy and Emma are also sisters yeah. to to little Oliver so it's the whole family is in crisis oh gosh real real tearjerker week I think um EastEnders is there anything to uh anything to cheer us up in EastEnders <laughs> probably not <laughs> so well yes okay. <laughs> so on the Tuesday night we've got a double helping of EastEnders we've got um because uh it's children in need this week of course and Children in Need, as we all know, takes up all of Friday night TV. So uh, we've had to move. They've had to uh, put an extra episode on the Tuesday so that Children in Need can take the EastEnders mm. Friday night slot. Um, so that's great. And you know what? You so you get it goes to EastEnders, followed straight into a Holby City. So you don't want to be anywhere <laughs> apart from in front of the TV <laughs> on Tuesday Lockdown night. Lockdown never looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> no. And. If, <laughs> and uh, so this so this week um it's 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 got a it's 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 a, it's a big week again for Mick because he comes face to face with Katie Lewis this is his care worker from his teenage years um and the mother of Frankie and they you know this is the first time he's seen her since you know he was like 12 or 13 and first time he's seen her since Frankie told him that um, he was her dad. So this is going to be a really, really difficult conversation he's going to have with her. Mm, gosh, yeah, that is going to be, yeah, really, really hard. This is a really uncomfortable storyline as well, isn't it? Yes, it is really. And to make matters worse, Tina, who also, you know, had, had her as her care worker, she really liked Katie and she had no idea what was going on with Mick and Katie. And so when she sees her, she's, it's, like, it's like, wow, I haven't seen you for ages. This is great. And she keeps chattering on to Mick about how great it is. And that must be so great. weird for him because yeah. he's like, hang on a minute, this person's abused me and you really like... This must knock Mick completely off kilter. It does, it does. He can't tell anyone. He certainly can't go up to, to Tina and say, hey, the woman you idolised as a teenager isn't quite whom you thought she was. No. Oh, gosh, just awful. Yeah. And 
And, and, and in, in other areas of the street, Cat and Phil, well, she's she's persuaded him to a job um, with her as a way of making money. This is only going to end badly, let's I be think. honest. <laughs> completely, completely. It's not going to be legal. It's not. Whatever they're up to, it's not certainly not legal. And I certainly don't think Cat's going to be um, getting on her her mechanics overall and joining Mick at the garage to, to do MOTs and change batteries, do you? <laughs> no, I think she might have bitten off a bit more than she can do, to be honest with you. I mean, Phil is quite used to the underworld. I'm not quite sure that she is in the... Well, she is, but not in the same way as he not, is. She's not in a Mitchell league. Not with, no. Not with Phil and his dodgy dealings. And you really... You, you wouldn't go anywhere near Phil if you needed money. <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? You really wouldn't. God, what a week there is in Soapland. This is absolutely brilliant it's a it's a it's a plum week isn't it and what would children need on friday as i say lockdown never looked so good well thank you very much claire um i'm really excited about this week we've got victoria wilson here uh, what's on tv writer who knows everything about holby and of course holby is making its way back to our screens thank goodness um and you've been doing a bit of a chat with some of the cast haven't you um earlier today yes Yes, um, I spoke to um, Bob Barrett, who plays Sasha Levy, and Sean Reese Williams, who joins as a new character. Um, I'll come more on to that later. Um, but they were kind of just talking generally about what it's like um, being back filming in, in these um, tricky times for, for TV productions. Mm. Um, it's had a major impact on them all. Um, so yeah, they were just giving us some teasers about the new episode and, and kind of what's to come um, what's coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting that it's back because it has sort of taken them a while, I suppose, and, and, and in comparison to other soaps that have managed to kind of get back on our screens and tried to kind of navigate these difficult times, um, how, how are they finding it? Are they kind of just working really hard to try and work within the guidelines that are given to them, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the great thing about a, a show like Holby, I guess, is that it's already really sort of COVID secure. True. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're kind of, you know, they can kind of work with things that that perhaps other shows, you know, they wear masks mm, as a rule mm. on screen. So um, you know, it's that they've they've sort of been able to to navigate it quite easily I think I think the, the vibe I was getting though is just that a lot of the actors are just delighted to yeah I can I can imagine so we left Holby um back in mid-August can you just give us a kind of a, a reminder of, of what had happened when, when, when it left our screens when production halted on Holby back in um back in the summer I think it was July um the medical drama left us on some really juicy cliffhangers um first there was sort of high drama in the operating theatre as um Holby stalwart Rick Griffin played by Hugh Corgi um he was about to undergo surgery to remove a cyst on his brain um acting CEO Max McGarry played by Joan Martin she was due to carry out the risky procedure but she got called away at a crucial moment forcing Rick's arch rival Guy Self to step in um, Guy had sort of earlier launched himself at Rick for trying to get him suspended and he warned his nemesis if karma doesn't get you I will so then we're left at the end of, of that particular episode with you know guys hovering over Rick on the operating table and fans are left wondering if Guy is going to end up doing more yeah. harm than good to this Holby legend. Um, elsewhere, uh, the, I guess the biggest um, the, the the cliffhanger we were ultimately left on um, was the Essie Sasha story. Um, 
that final episode, it, it, Essie, you know, wanting to uh, spend whatever time she had left as Sasha's wife, um, the terminally ill nurse, played by Kay Rag, decided she wanted to marry him that day. Um, Sasha, uh, played by Bob Barrett, uh, frantically set about planning the big day. Dom fetched her wedding dress, offered to do her hair and makeup. It was just the loveliest episode. Um, Sasha put Jack in charge of getting the rings and asked if she'd be his best man. Um, all that was left was for someone to walk Essie down the aisle and, and up to that point it had been such a sweet storyline um, um, after being sort of by her side throughout her cancer fight Fletch was uh, given the honour of walking Essie down the aisle um, and then the episode kind of culminated in, in obviously Sasha and all the guests waiting in the multi-faith room uh, for Essie and as they're doing that, Fletch is walking a fragile Essie down the hospital corridor. Oh, it's just so heartbreaking. The altar. And, and so they're sort of bantering as, as they're walking down the aisle and then, then sort of Essie suddenly get, goes all quiet and, and Fletch just thinks, oh, she's had enough of my bad jokes. And then he sort of looks down and he's just utterly devastated to, to see that Essie has, in fact, oh. passed away. Um, it was a heartbreaking episode. Honestly, I was blubbing like a baby. But it was so beautifully done, and, and a quick glance on Twitter afterwards suggested everyone else had loved it just as yeah. much as we did. So I suppose just for us to say rest in peace, Essie. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, they are really, you know, Holby are good at, at scenes like this, aren't they? And like you say, everyone on Twitter kind of yeah. um, thought they'd done really well too. It's it's a, such a, a difficult subject area. And, um, yeah, it kind of, it, yeah, it refreshes us where we were left. Um, and, and, I, and I'm kind of wondering what, what's, what's planning next, really. Um, you know, what is going to happen this week can you tell us um i can also um with the last episode we've, we've obviously got more as we come back about cameron um and the fact that like, he's still playing god he's just got this this sort of complex where he's kind of making patients more sick um offering sort of ta often sort of tampering with his colleagues work so that he can be the one who gets to save the day um the last episode we saw he was kind of trying to get one over on on nikki um, and it was her being thrown under a bus, and then he kind of started gaslighting her um, into thinking she'd messed up because she's been so stressed over money and offered to pay yeah. her debts. It's like, oh, Cameron, you're so kind. So that sort of returns again this week. Um, I'll come more onto that in a minute. But but the main, obviously, is they wanted to return with a big kind of COVID it's difficult to call it like a COVID special, but it is what it is. Well, if there's, a, if there's a drama that can do um, it, it's Holby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I guess they just wanted to kind of hit the ground running and, and being an NHS hospital, they can't just really go, oh, Holby, mm. we're back, and then there's just some casual stuff going on the wards. So they do come back in a big way. Um, so the staff are obviously dealing with the aftermath of all those events, um, but and, and as sort of as the story begins, we see Rick uh, waking from a coma following the brain okay. surgery that he had um, to find that the world is a very different place. And, and obviously the hospital is at the centre of this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, later, sort of Max, sort of, he, he's, he's obviously he gets better. He's so feisty, Rick. He just he's like, no, not not staying in bed any longer. Now all this stuff is going on. So so we sort of swiftly. Um, move to Max, so he sort of called a meeting with Rick, Jack, Fletch and Sasha. 
um, to warn them all of what they're up against. With I mean, this can you virus. imagine? Can you imagine um, being in a coma and then waking up to seeing, you know, kind of that that missing yeah. part of the puzzle is huge, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, she's sort of telling them, and it, and it, I suppose when you watch the episode, it really, really gives you an insight into. You see it on the news, but like what NHS hospitals have been sort mm. of going through this this pandemic, like they they have done it in in such a good way. But um, for instance, Jack's Darwin Ward is being mothballed. Elective elective surgeries are cancelled. Uh, many staff are off sick with COVID. Um, and but Max discovers that the staff she does have are using out of date PPE. So that's um, oh interesting. She, fair, she sort of faces a real up, uphill battle, if you like, to to keep that hospital under control, obviously, and keep her staff mm, safe. Mm. Um, but Rick Ricks doesn't think she's really got a handle on, on the pandemic because obviously he's lost a lot of trust in her anyway over the guy issue. Um, and as the virus overwhelms the hospital, it, it seems to take a toll on everyone, especially yeah, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll leave that teaser there <laughs> the cliffhanger you're doing viewers. a clear on me um, <laughs> so how has filming um, on Holby changed in the light of COVID-19 um, because presumably like you say it's kind of geared up in many ways better than many of the soaps but um, how are they kind of dealing with it are there any screens between them or they're just wearing the masks or how are they doing it well I suppose the the obvious thing that viewers are going to notice first of all is that the episodes are now 45 minutes long rather than an hour um firstly it should be said that the short running time hasn't had any impact whatsoever on the drama I, as i say i've seen um, a preview of the episode to come um and holby just really sort of hits the ground running and it you know in terms of you know we're back we're here and it hasn't lost any of the excitement or or, or drama that it would get from an hour-long episode um you have to bear in mind in a normal year holby will film some some 52 hours of television and given the long break the 45 minute eps are mainly just to allow the Holby production team to essentially catch up while still producing the show to its usual standards um as for what we see on screen it's um probably unsurprising as i've said that being a medical drama hobby is very covid secure um for any scenes taking place on the wards staff are seen wearing full ppe gowns gloves and of course masks lots of sanitizing as they do anyway in the drama um and lots of very obvious uh, sort of social distancing going on there's in particular there's scenes between like jack and fletch and fletch and Ange. um they're they're sort of spaced mm-hmm. apart mm-hmm. in in quite an obvious way um, and you get the feeling as well with obviously, you know, they don't seem to be doing this, this sort of screen thing. And I know there was some quite clever camera trickery on um, EastEnders when uh, yeah. a couple sort of held hands and kissed through railings. Well, they're not doing any of that yet. Taking so it slowly. <laughs> assuming we're going maybe but assuming if you know assuming where we've got you know cast members unable to kiss this could have an impact on any romantic liaisons between the characters going okay. forward okay I got that impression um but as always yeah. no we space. will and i think it's like anything once you sort of get into your stride with things you can work out what is acceptable and what isn't and i think we'll sort of see that happen yeah. across the board um i mean in terms of kind of teasers for us going forward all of us fans um we obviously uh, they'll be focusing on the kind of sasha coming to terms with essie's death um, um, and then there's the camera and stuff. Yeah. And is, are that, is that what we should we should be thinking about? Is that where the big storylines sit at the moment? So um, when we come back in, in relation to the uh, Sasha storyline, he is very angry at the world following Essie's death. 
Um, and he kind of takes out his frustrations on a hypochondriac patient, Jody, played by Sean Reese Williams, who I've already mentioned. Um, he's got little time for her and he feels like she should be grateful that there's nothing wrong with her and that he's giving her discharge papers <laughs> rather than a cancer diagnosis. Um, but then he sort of takes pity on her. We see a little bit of the... Sasha we've come to know and love sort of re-emerges um, he takes pity on her but he realises his actions have resulted in her becoming homeless in the middle of a pandemic um, and he, he's, you know he's, he, you can tell he's just sort of really gripped by grief um, he's trying to get advice from his friends Jack um, Fletch, kind of pushing them away and you're left wondering is he going to seek comfort in the arms mm. of a stranger. But yet he can't because of COVID. Um, can't get close. Stop. <laughs> no, well, well, that'll, it'll be interesting to, to see how they do that. Um, elsewhere, obviously, it seems the realities of working in a pandemic are too much for Cameron. He visibly struggles in this um, first episode that we see, um, especially in, when a man around his age gets taken to ITU. Like, he literally freaks out. But obviously, he can't freak out. He's Cameron Dunn. He's the golden boy. So once again, he refuses to let others see his weaknesses and, and pushes through, determined to be held the hero. We're just getting the feeling, though, that his mask is is beginning mm. to slip. So more there's more of that to come. To come. Um, and there's more. Uh, there's uh, also, it's worth pointing out, there are three new characters. Um, Skylar Bryce, John Suhan and Josh Hudson. Um, they're thrown straight in at the deep end in the middle of a pandemic. So uh, what could possibly go wrong? We can find some interesting, probably see some interesting stuff coming oh. for, from them. Um, so I think in the coming weeks, uh, the feeling that I get is um, that things will heat up between Sasha and, and this new Jodie character. We don't know too much about her, but I'm sure, as they say and so planned, all will be revealed. <laughs> um, Sasha's grief will see him behaving, com- continue to behave completely out of character. Um, and and Jodie kind of becomes a major feature in his life. And um, Bob was sort of telling us, we, we sort of asked the question, you know, what did Jack Fletch and all his mates think of it? And, and they're like, they're, they're, what is he doing? Um, they're quite shocked about this This. You know he's he's got this new person in his life so soon after Essie's death, um, and there and and he is behaving out of character. So so fans will wonder if if this sort of Sasha we know and love oh, is. Oh gosh, is gone yeah, forever. we're going to see a real a spiral um, probably in some ways because grief does funny things. And um, as for the Cameron story, obviously that's going to heat up too. Um, despite. Uh, really struggling in the pandemic you know he still manages to be held a hero and he's his sort of ego he's just got the biggest ego <laughs> that guy um, and it's it sort of it, his ego complex rises again um, we'll see more back and forth between Nikki and Chloe you know he's already tried to manipulate Nikki and he, 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 we get the feeling that he's going to sort of play them off against each other um, which obviously isn't going to end well we're going to see apparently a very different side to um to cameron well i'm told it's not a very nice side but we haven't seen a very nice side anyway exactly (laughs) how much worse can it get (laughs) probably a lot yeah and his ego i'm told his ego gets bigger and bigger that's possible he won't be able to get to the hospital soon will he crikey no exactly so but you know we're we're gonna get to a point where it's like he'll stop at nothing Mm, to mm. prove he's top dog um and and more lives are going to be put at risk 
whose lives remain to be oh, seen. And during a pandemic. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, wow, yeah. there's so much to come. There's lots <laughs> yeah. of times we made up for, and it sounds like they're doing that with a roaring success. Yeah. I absolutely can't. I can't wait. Thank you so much for your insight and all the information. And I'll be catching up with you again soon, I hope, for some more juicy gossip. Thanks ever so much. And we will be back next week with more gossip. Please do subscribe if you like what you hear, and we will speak to you next week. Bye.